What's up, everyone? Welcome to In The Wave Podcast. Uh, my name is Lyndon, and I am so incredibly excited today. We have three special guests, more, more like friends, friends of the base. Um, and even more than friends, we actually have the director of the base with us, Brent Madsen. Um, and we have two friends, Jim and Jeremy. You guys are here this week. Uh, it's been such a blessing having all three of you guys back around this week. And uh, man, I'd love to hear, maybe if you could just share in a sentence or two a little bit about who you are and just introduce yourself for those of us who may, may not really know you guys. Okay. Uh, my name's Jeremy Dragon, and uh, I'm the founder of Live to Give Family Foundation. And now I've been coming to Mazelon just beginning of this year for YWAM. And had my foundation for about 16 years. So. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Jim Mays, friend of Jeremy, <laughs> friend of Brent's. Yeah. And um, man, I just, I love, I love Jesus. Put it there out it there. And um, I love these guys. It's, uh, so been here for, I've been kind of coming around for 12 years now. And just watch the base come from like, you know, very rudimentary kind of beginnings to where it's at right now. Hmm. It's pretty amazing to see this kind of growth and, and the future. And then like, you know, share it with some of my best friends. So. Come on. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Brent Madsen. Um, this accent's from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, well, yeah, you can mate. tell probably from my hair, I'm up in my 50s. I married into America. My wife's from there. And uh, we and my family, she and I and my family, we've been in Mazatlan for close to 20 years. We, the founders, pioneers of Waiwe Mazatlan, and we're currently the directors. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's great to be here with you and uh, see what God has to say to us at this time. Yeah, well, it is seriously such an honor to have all three of you in this room. Um, man, one thing I think that that's a common thread between all of you guys is that you are leaders, you're all pioneers, um, and you guys are, are huge on vision and seeing what God wants to do and then, and then going, hey, how do I activate that and actually empower people to walk in that? Um, and any of you guys can kind of go into this, but can you share a little bit about um, man, how do you how do you see what God wants to do, and then have the endurance, the boldness to actually um, maybe start something or, or kind of be apostolic? Maybe is a better word in that sense. Yeah, just one kind of comment that just comes straight to mind is many times in my life when I first became a Christ follower was just like praying to God, just like God, just yeah. show me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. Just show me, and God's like. Oh, just do it, and then I'll show you. Hmm. you know, it kind of mm. goes back to that whole thing when, you know, if you had kids and stuff like that, and you're like, have your hands up, jump, mm. jump. And you're like, I'm scared, but he catches you every time. Hmm. So you just gotta jump sometimes. Yeah, and get it started. What was what was the biggest risk I think for you when, like that jump moment where you're like, ah. Uh, probably the biggest risk was on the first mission trip and just taking my family. You know, I have my wife and my daughters, and you're you're going to an area you, you don't know anybody. Like you came off a cruise ship, right? Yeah, he came, <laughs> came yeah. off a cruise ship, right? What did, was it? Yeah, and did that everything that they tell you not to do. Oh gosh, yeah, we did. <laughs> so, Dude, I, I um, met yeah. this lady online, you know, through like email and stuff like that, and we. Uh, brought I don't know like six eight eight suitcases full of school supplies canned meats medical stuff I mean we had a whole suitcase of wow. every kind of medicine you could think of coming off a cruise ship coming off a cruise ship 
Was okay. the cruise ship like four missions, or were you guys just like secret no, missionaries no, on the ship? Like, no. Royal Caribbean. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. uh, Royal Kingdom. So I mean, <laughs> right off the bat, we're like coming and we port. You know, you pull up the big ship and you're getting off, and I'm carrying this suitcase and it's full of like canned meats and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. And it had to weigh like 80 pounds, and it was so heavy the wheels broke trying to wheel it. Yeah. And I got it up on my shoulder, and they got other suitcases and. You know, you're starting to go through the area where you walk through and the Jamaican people are looking at us. She's like, yo, man, come here. <laughs> so we get put in this room, basically. Mm. And he had to put all the suitcases up on. And I'm excited. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're here. We're going to get this stuff out and everything's great. Mm. And, and he like opened up the suitcase and literally, I mean, a full suitcase full of medicine. And you would have thought he just opened up something with like kilos of cocaine. Oh and he like looked and went right over to the phone. He's like, I have a, I need a supervisor. I have a situation. Here. <laughs> and like two hours later, finally, it just, they wound up letting us out. And I was finally, you know, just praying and telling them what we were doing and who we were meeting. Mm. And the guy was like, and I finally said, listen, I'm not in Jamaica yet. So the choice is yours. Either I can take this stuff and put it back on the ship and take it back home, or I can use it what God meant it to be used for, and that's for the people of Jamaica. Yeah. And he's like, you can take every bottle except this one. It goes on a date in a week. So then we just jump in a car with this Asian woman that spoke full-on Patois, so it was really weird because it's small little Asian woman. And so she's, cool. Yeah, she's coming up like, what guan be you? And you're like, what? no, that's weird. Uh, and we went up into a village in Jamaica, and my daughters got out and ran ahead. And this one boy, his name's Damar now, just like grabbed Shiloh's hand and took off. And I took off after her and wild up in this like little compound area and didn't She's know like anybody. Old, like... See, I was eight years old. Yeah. She was eight years old. So, and actually, uh, Gabriella O'Hagan that's here, she was six years old. Oh she gosh. was on that trip too? She or? was on that trip too, yeah. Wow. So. Wow. But. Man, it was an awesome beginning, you know. We, we painted that building and got back on the cruise ship, and here's people with their Louis Vuitton glasses and stuff like that, and we're getting <laughs> on this ship with mud and paint all over us. And like, Stinky. Like, what excursion you guys do? I was like, we did God's excursion. That's Ooh, what we did. Come on. So, and then after that, I've never taken a vacation. Everything's all been missions. Mm. God just grabbed my heart and, and, mm. and my family's as well, so. How long ago was that? 16 years 16 oh years ago so so you've been involved in missions pretty pretty heavily then for man almost a decade yeah, and a half yeah came back and um was like god what i mean what was that all about i mean just yeah. you know reflecting each day and what we did and like just the rest of the cruise you know where you're getting served lobster and all that which is great i mean totally, totally. great but I'm like, what? You know, no, that first day just like burned, you know, it just like burned. And like, God, what, what am I supposed to do with this now? Mm. Yeah, there's kind of like a moment I feel like where God um, kind of grips your heart and you're like, oh, I don't think I could ever just go back to, to normal, you know, quote unquote normal life, whatever that looks like. There, there's something in my heart where that's, I, I'm in praying or I'm, I'm supporting or I'm, you know what? Everything else doesn't even matter. I'm moving. We're going to another nation. And um, I'm going to set up my life to, to be with these people. Um, and, and I think 
That's the beauty of following the Lord is it's actually the biggest adventure. A lot of people are like, oh, following Jesus is so boring. And it's like, no. oh, man, like, trust me, <laughs> it's no pretty way. crazy. Um, I mean, Jim, Brent, like, is, was there a moment for you guys where that, that kind of clicked? Like, oh, like, I'm, I'm all into this thing. I can't really go back to the way that I was living before. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I rededicated my life in 2007. I was kind of an old man by, like, you know, y'all standards, right? I was, like... <laughs> 37 years old right so you know I was like God this time I'm gonna get it right so whatever you need me to do like I'm all in you know kind of a deal yeah um, that means like my finances that means raising my family right you know that means my business I want to honor God with everything I do I'm not good at it all the time I'm not perfect but you know um, Thank God for mercy, right? Amen. <laughs> all that stuff. So, um, yeah. but yeah. Um, so a pastor friend of mine came to me and he said, "Hey, you got to meet this guy, um, Brent Madsen." Mm. Yeah. And because um, you know he just kind of heard my heart and he said, "You got to get into missions, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll go." I guess God's setting this up, right? You know, that's the way I was. I was kind of like. Um, you know, when you're a brand new believer, kind of like, or, well, in that case, I was a rededicated believer, but like really on fire for God. And I'm like, I guess, you know, like this moment right here, him asking me to do this must be like a God appointed moment. Hmm. Um, and somehow he got me and Brent connected. He came over for breakfast. Right. Yeah. And, um. I made, him, I made him bacon yeah. and eggs, right? Like, <laughs> I, I made the whole yeah, family. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had this big griddle out, and I had, like, 100 Sorry. pieces of bacon, egg for for his whole family, my family. We're, well, that's all I ate. I don't know what they ate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some French toast or whatever. I don't know, but we had a bunch of stuff. Um, good banquet. Yeah. And so, well, so, yeah, we got connected, you know, and that's how I really kind of got connected into missions. <laughs> so... And I, I did, I did go on a short-term trip, and weirdly enough, John O'Brien was my roommate. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was before, way before he decided to serve here or do any of that stuff. And um, so, yeah, he was like, we were just talking about snoring earlier. And he was like, dude, John snores. I would no, I snore. <laughs> oh. Right. So I warned him. I'm like, dude. I'm like, dude, I snore. He's like, nah, it's not that bad, bro. But then he's like, no, it's bad. <laughs> so, so yeah, John, <laughs> John O'Brien was my, yeah, my first oh, um, short-term mission roommate. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, what, what about you, Brent? What, what was the, the time for you where like, dude, I'm, I'm in this thing. I can't turn back. Mm, yeah, I, well, I became, just following on from Jim there, I, I became, uh, well, gave my heart to the Lord at 25. So um, a couple of years later in my church that I belonged to, they were doing a missions trip to India. Now, I love Indian food. Who doesn't? So Amen. I was like, Amen. that was all my motivation, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I'm going to carry the bags of my pasta. And um, I'm going to eat Indian food. But as soon as we arrived in India, they split us into two groups. And I got with a, a, a team with uh, an Australian guy and another guy from New Zealand who was they're very, really different from me. And you kind of get in these situations where you, you kind of get corralled into it and it's got the hand of God on it. So there in India, every day we would go into villages and as the people coming in from their fields and agricultural work, we did little campaigns and they were called healing campaigns. And so, you know, everything went through a translator. I was doing all my stuff in English and yet you either had to give a testimony, sing some songs or preach. So three guys, you rotated quickly 
every other night you're doing something. And, uh, you know, I remember holding hands of people who had leprosy and praying and seeing healing. People who had polio, praying for people like that. So God was using them. I even remember a moment, kids running around the corner of a building and the dog was first. It yelped and ran back the other way it came from. The kids came around the corner and did the same thing. And we <laughs> suddenly realized it was the first time they'd seen white people, right? So, uh, And they were all sort of scared. And so it came away from that time. It was only 10 days but just marked with what God had done and said, look, I'm, I'm mm. using your phrase, ruined mm. for the ordinary. So it was just locked away in my heart. Well, like, say I'm, that again. What's that? What did you say? Ruined for the ordinary? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm probably quoting somebody else on yeah. that. But yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And uh, so I returned and talked to my pastor and his wife about how do I get involved, missions mm. long term. So I guess what I'm saying is, we're so privileged, my generation is so privileged with the modern aircraft, we could go. And so short-term missions has emerged, which we're all ex experienced mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. that the opportunity to go is for all of us. You know, It only takes hours to get to a different country. So those opportunities were afforded to me, uh, and, and then God just planted the seed, long-term brand. So mm -hmm. um, and, you know, my long-term calling is to Mexico. But that's how I got rolling, and I think that's how a lot of people who go short-term can become long-term. So wow. it's interesting, you've got, you know, someone here on a seat that's committed to a place going short term and continues to go. Jim as well, and uh, he's got a, a fabulous business that he's very generously supporting missions and then also mm. locking in himself with his family. So I think you've got a good representation here on the couch today. Yeah, I love that. And I'd love to just kind of maybe continue on that a little bit. Um, man, what does that look like for you to, to be... Uh, not a quote-unquote missionary by vocation, but to, right. to have your own business, to be to be in the business world and then use and utilize that in the missions world. Yeah, yeah, like um, I know I'm called to be a business person, right? Yeah. So, uh, and I know that I'm called to missions. So it's like, well, how do I balance all that, right? Yeah. You know, Um so it's like, well, God, God has given me this ability to do what I do, which is I build homes, right? So we build lots of homes. And so what's the fruit of that? Where, you know, like, well, can I, can the fruit of that be in missions? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. can be, right? <laughs> can I be a missionary and still be a home builder? Yeah, yeah, it can be, you know? And, and does that mean like I have to be here every single day? Um, Man, yeah, I wish no. I could be. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I, yeah, some days I really want to pack it in and say, oh, no, dude, I'm just going to Mars for like a few years. But um, I think I might, you know, these days. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just like, how do I honor God with what he's given me mm. and do the best that I can? And, you know, I kind of have this dream of maybe being a, one, a 10 meter citizen, kind of that's what I call it, you know. Like, can I be the guy who's like the 10 Mina guy, right? Yeah. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the one and a half Mina guy or the two Mina guy yeah. or the one Mina guy for sure. You know, um, that's, I'm kind of paraphrasing Luke 19, right? And the yeah. parable of the Minas. So, you know, that, so, so to me, that means, you know, whatever I have, whatever little muster I have in my body, do it for the honor of the Lord, you know, mm. you know? And um, like I said, I got good days, bad days and all that. But in the end, you know, through 
through the mercy of God, through, 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 you know, the power of forgiveness and all that other stuff, you know, I can honor God with what, what he's given mm. me. That's it. Yeah. And that's it. And I love, I love that you brought up the, the passage in Luke 19 about the means or the talents. Yeah. And like the, there's one with 10, one with five, and then one with one. Right. And it, it matters how much one is given, but what matters more than the amount is what is done with what's been given. So right. if you exactly. are someone with 10 or if you're someone with five, the master comes back to both of them mm. and says, hey, well done, faithful servants. Right. Right. And what they did was they stewarded well exactly. the resources given to them. Whatever the measure was that God has given, whatever mm. the Bible also talks about, like, to the measure of faith that you've been given, use your right. faith. To the measure yeah. of, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, By the use measure that. of mercy you give, the measure of mercy you receive. You know, and in the the distinction mm. with the 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 one who d- who had only one is that he was insecure about who his master was, right. and was then uh, therefore insecure in who he was, and didn't really know exactly what is in the heart of my father, what is in the heart of my master. Mm. So instead of stewarding it well, he just kind of hoarded it to himself. Yeah, and buried it. Oh, so maybe. we don't want to do that. So we don't want to do that. Um, what are some like super, super like? Let's just break this down. Like super practical ways. And Jeremy, I'd love to hear from you. Like, what are some really practical ways that that we can take what it, whether it's a lot or a little bit, and steward the things that God has given us? Well, I think like even just kind of coming back to what both Brent and Jim said. You know, the the root word there is mission, right? Mm. So we got long, which is describing, and we got short. But either way, you're still on mission. Hmm. So even Jim and I doing short-term missions, we're still on mission. 100%, even even yeah. when we're home. The, the mission starts when, with me. You know, it starts in my home first. You know, I'm, I'm the leader, of, the spiritual leader of my family. And then when I step out my door, it's, it's to my neighbors there. What, how can I represent Jesus with hmm. my neighbors? And then at work, how can I represent Jesus at my work? Right. And and what I do right. at work, the job that I do, I'm in many houses at many times, and I'm meeting a lot of different people. And one of the first things I do is I bring up missions, hmm. and I bring up missions to them, hmm. and I tell them, you know, why I do what I do, is so I can do missions. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that's, that's exactly kind of it. the seed mm-hmm. to them. So, e- even if you're short term, long term. A missionary is a missionary, Dude, I love that. you know, and yeah. you're, you're Dude, called out. I want to unpack a little bit of something, but like it's the one of the first or second times I I came, probably came here on short term mission, and you have this like kind of transformative experience, and you go back to your life, and then you start living in the flesh again, hmm. right? And it was a time when I just said, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, I just want to, I want to take, I want to take what I do like say in Mazatlan or what I do, you know, in Jamaica or wherever we're at. And I want to bring that home. Right. I want to bring that. I want to bring that like, uh, you know, the amount of joy, the amount of love, the, 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 the idea that I can be generous here, but I can be generous at home too. Right. Mm. So that's the cool thing with short term missions. Like yeah. if you can, if you learn how to like do that and it's transformative, it's, yeah. it's cool. What, what I'm hearing is that it's not so much like an activity, like, oh, I'm signing up for missions for a week or missions for two weeks. No, it's a lifestyle. It, a is, lifestyle. A, it is a sincere lifestyle that, that yeah. we live. Um, okay, so I, I love... Yeah, did you have something, Brent? 
Oh, I just, I would probably book in that with, you know, the, we're instructed, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and yeah, all absolutely. these things will be added unto you. Yeah. So, you know, God knows what you need. He knows what you need to go after. But if you seek his kingdom, uh, then he'll take care of the rest. And that's, I think that all three of us, maybe a little bit later in life than many on the in the audience would, you know, we would just testify that's what God's done. You know what? I'm like so encouraged when I see somebody like 17, 19, 21, 23, mm -hmm. whatever. If I had that extra 13 years, wow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What kind of like amazing things that I miss out on for those 13 years of like just serving God and doing, you know, just like the, the blessings that you get from being part of the kingdom. You know? what, what would you say to someone who's, you know, 18, 19, 20, 23 like me sitting in this chair um, or any yeah any of any of our younger audience maybe who's trying to think of what what are habits that I can implement into my life what are rhythms of life um, that I can start to include in my daily routine even um, maybe mindsets or perspectives that that will help inform or bring me to to a place um, that where you guys are now like what are things I can be thinking of now Grant. well um as I see it, I think love is always outward. So if hmm. you love people, your heart has to engage with people. And I think that's what God wants from yeah. each of us. So it gets me beyond looking at the end of my own sort of navel or nose and, you know, gets my heart and eyes and attention focused on other people, I think, first and foremost. So, yeah, I, th I think that would be my contribution and say that also that we all live in a world where maybe your feet don't need to touch another nation like we had to. But mm. you can engage from where you are. Technology now lets you go in and into the home of somebody else. So use what you is at your at the you know tip of your fingers. So use your phone, use whatever to actually engage in nations and begin to expand God's kingdom from where you are. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. But um, um, yeah, I, go ahead, Jeremy. I was just gonna say. I mean, a pastor that I had one time, very wise man. And he made it very easy and even did hand signals. You know, you love God and then you love others. Love people, yeah. Mm. And then, you know, that's the cross, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're called to do. I mean, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And love others as yourself. So that's the foundation start. And just kind of segue with uh, Brent, you know, low-hanging fruit. You know, start easy. You know, go out, shake some trees and, and see what, what God has falls, you know, falls for you hmm. and take that and, and apply it. Yeah. And I'm going to say like, I was going in a different direction, but I love that, you know, but, uh, you know, like, Hey, start out with serving people, you know, hmm. and don't worry about being served, you know, kind of a thing. Hmm. Um, oh man. Um, but like, as far as like good habits, like I'd say, we serve an impossible God, right? Like we serve the God that just said, let there be light, you know, right? The God of the universe, right? So if you have a dream that God's planted in your heart, there's nothing that's too big that he can't help you accomplish, hmm. you know? So I would say, don't be fearful of that and don't hear all the negative buzz in your head or wherever you came from. You came from maybe the streets, you came from here, you came from there, you know, um, a prophet's never heard in his own town, you know, whatever that is, right? So don't let that negative buzz stop you from your God-given calling, whatever that is, hmm. you know? 
my God given call I feel is to be generous. You know, I said like, Hey, you know, one day God said, Hey, be generous. You know, somebody said something to me one day. He said, don't forget your wallet. Right. That means like, like think about the things that God's given you. Right. And use that for his glory. Mm. So whatever's in my wallet right now, you know, that should be used for God's glory. Right. Mm. Um, back along the lines of Luke 19, like, like set goals, you know, mm. um, Habakkuk says, write down your vision. If God's given you that impossible dream or that impossible vision, like say to, um, to have 5,000 DTS students come through a base that started out with 12 people. Come you on. Know, right? Won't he do it? So, that? yeah. So, yeah. write it down, right? Be bold enough to to tell people what that is. And, yeah, some people are going to come against you. But that's really kind of like, I feel like that's always the, the devil just trying to tear down and destroy, you know, something that God's got in your heart. You know, that's what the enemy does, so... That's kind of my thought is just write it down. Don't be fearful of big vision. Hmm. What is it about big vision though? Like I, sometimes uh, there, there was a season I was in prayer with the Lord and I felt, felt an invitation. Um, I was very much like lending to the degree of faith in which you'll meet me. I'll meet you there. And then some, like, I mm -hmm. felt like that was this invitation. I was hmm. like, what? Like, that's crazy. Whoa! Did you hear that, or was that like just not audibly God said to you? Uh, it, it was like I said, like a season of prayer, and it was I was pressing in, um, kind of in a season of trying to figure out what, hey, what's next? Where do I go? What what do I want to do with my life? Where am I going? Um, like, why am I here? You know, like am I am I here to just like live and be a Christian and go to church and then the end live forever mm -hmm. in heaven and woo? You know, or like sort of kind of, but not really. Yeah. yeah. Or, or is there like an actual purpose I, I have to be on this earth? If so, yeah. what is that? And, you know, what, what does it look like to, to dream for the big? And with that, there's been crazy language and, and words and things that other people who are spiritual and other people who are uh, leaders above me said, hey, I see this on you. This is amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But like, I, I didn't really have the, the ability to see that for myself or like believe that for myself. And so I'm in prayer. I'm, I'm feeling the Lord like, Look, ask me the biggest thing you could even think about asking me, and I'll meet you there, and then some. Like, try me. I, that was it. It was try me. Yeah. And um, and I remember Test like me. right, right. Actually, that night, uh, on my knees, on my face, just like, all right, like here we go, you know. And I started like declaring and like praying these crazy, crazy, crazy big things, and feeling the joy of the Lord, of like. Oh, that's all you got? Like, come on. Like, uh -huh. it was very, very playful. Uh -huh. And um, <laughs> and there's moments like that where I feel like my spirit is so stirred. I uh, had, had a moment like that the other night where I'm thinking like, okay, 5,000 students, like, like, are we going to be stuck in, like, that's small. Like, we're talking about, like, entire nations Ooh, coming and, like I know, right? Like, coming and kneeling <laughs> before the king of kings. Like, let's get over 5,000. Like, let's yeah, talk yeah. about, like, the whole entire world addressing Jesus as King and as Lord, you know, and you just get filled with so much faith. But what about in those moments where you're like, but I don't know, like uh -huh. life is hard, you know, circumstances hit, health issues, 
Um, man, I'm in pain physically. My body hurts. Oh, or yeah. People are mad at me. This happens um, after. Like, you know, I'm, I've got big faith, but then I go to work the next day and then there's complaint about, you know, I, I didn't do the job the way I was supposed to. And then people are mad at me. I'm like, guys, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, wh what do we do? Like, how, how do I maintain pers mm -hmm. heavenly perspective for the crazy big? Um, I'll, I'll bounce off that. I'd yeah. love to hear it. Because I think that just hearing a little bit of your story there, you know, you seem like you got rid of the clutter from your heart and your mind to be able to actually line up your heart with your mouth, you know, mm. out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you started to declare big vision. You felt the joy of the Lord on it. So I think about Jesus that one of the most famous parables was you, you said that you know, there was a farmer that went and was sowing the seed. And we know the seed is the word of God from mm -hmm. the Bible. Mm. But then he talks about different types of soil, which is relating to our own hearts. Mm. And so when you get to the third and the fourth um, parts of the story, it talks about it fell on good soil. But it said that, that the weeds grew up with a good crop and the weeds choked it out. And so it talked about then Jesus started to describe that people start to get to about talk about the worries of life. Hmm. In there in the Greek, it's talking about a, having a divided mind because like you said, when life happens, you know, oh, that didn't, you know, that big dream that I've got, well, so-and-so had that same big dream and they didn't make it. So unbelief can start to come in. We can start to mm -hmm. think differently. That's it. And so what we have to do there in order to progress to the fourth type of soil, which is good soil again, but the weeds didn't, were choked, they didn't, they didn't grow up, is that we have to look after our own heart. And, and, and so what I mean by that is we have to watch that unbelief does not start to come in into our heart through our heads. And mm. so that we maintain good soil and that we have a heart of humility and that we have do not have unbelief, but we maintain that faith because we'll all have setbacks. We'll all have times where we need to persevere. But will I trust what God has said and declared over my life? Or will I start to have a divided mind? Well, maybe not. So I think there is some, my responsibility, as I see it, is to maintain good, because I've got good soil in here, mm. and I need to make sure I'm a good steward of my heart before mm. the Lord to continue to trust. So that's what I see. Mm. It's almost like uh, I've heard it said, like, hey, Lyndon, you host him. Like, do you, are you making a room, uh, or is your, is your house pleasing? Yeah. Um, is, your, is the soil of your heart good or are there things that hey this should be kind of pruned or maybe this is oh, overgrown yeah. in some areas right. like let's cut this back yeah for sure um, just kind of expounding on that just one of yeah. the things is it makes me think of when I was a child and looking at my dad and my dad can do anything my dad was the strongest man he was Superman and I trusted anything and everything my dad ever said <clears throat> and you know thinking about that and why did I is because at that age I loved my dad more than anything I love my dad unconditionally mm -hmm. and I think that's what Christ and God wants from us first he just wants us to love him first unconditionally mm -hmm. just you know we're God man you are just the most amazing God and I love you I will do anything for you. And I think when we get to that area, that's where that heart is the softest. And that's where God say, now, mm. now you're ready. Because he says in his word, you know, ask whatever we want and he'll give it according to our hearts, right? But it's according to where your heart is. That heart mm -hmm. has to first love him unconditionally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because God will take you like around the mountain. 
yeah. a couple times until <laughs> you're ready. You know, yeah, you're ready. You're like you, you know, God, you've given me this vision, but you know, if your heart isn't there, He'll let you stew on it for a little while. This is what I got ready for you. Right, you're just not ready for it. Right, mm. heart's not ready. all that hurts though, man. It does. Do have you guys? Can you think of times in your life where? Uh, I mean, obviously we can sit here all day long and talk about like, man, like missions and oh, like we love Jesus and it's great. But like, man, what are the times was like, man, we just missed it. Like uh, uh, maybe like a walk around the mountain type um, season or moment where it's like, man, I'm trying my best, but it's like the Lord's like, hey, hold off. Not yet. Like I need to address this in your character, your heart. And how, how do I embrace those, those seasons? Pruning. That's a difficult one. Um, Just a quick, just comes to mind, quick story um, was we were actually, we set up this farmer's market. And uh, what we were doing is we were selling these mixed bags. And we were selling the mixed bags to raise money to go on missions. And so it was my first time being there and it's kind of set up with the tent. We had the bags. And this lady from India came in. So automatically, Forgive me for stereotyping, but I'm like, oh, she's probably Hindi or Buddhist or something like that. And and she was like, oh, what are these bags for? I'm like, oh, we're go build a house and, you know, for family. Wow. And I was afraid to say Jesus in front of her because I was afraid of the conflict right there. Mm. And man, like she walked away in just this heaviness on my heart just like hit me really, really hard. And I was like, God, I failed you. I mean, I just truly failed you. I mean, here I am getting ready to go to another country to share your love and how much you love me. And I can't even do it in my backyard right now. And I told him flat out, like, God, round two, batter up, give me another chance. Send me someone else. And this guy, James, come walking up and he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, man, I'm selling bags for Jesus. <laughs> we're going to build a house for, for Jesus, and we're going to tell the kids about Jesus. Let's go. And he's like, well, I guess I should buy a bag. <laughs> and he bought a bag, and I was like, yeah, take that. See, see, I told you. I told you. Oh, my you. gosh. And uh, six months later, this you know, this guy sends an email, wants to join our group. We're getting ready to go on a trip. And, and my wife is kind of doing background checks like we don't know this guy what's going on and and uh, he says yeah you know I said well tell us a little about your testimony and share it so he sent me an email and he's like yeah man I don't know I just met this guy in this like farmer's market waiting for a friend and man he was just like so on fire for God I just gotta join him on the trip yeah <laughs> so and then after that I mean a long-term relationship and wow. going on many trips so that's really cool yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We all hate talking about failures, right? But I think, you know, you get like, oh, man, God, I can do this. You get so excited about the vision he's given for you. And I can remember a specific time even here where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give X. And I've like spit it out like in front of a whole bunch of people. And then, you know, because this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this is going to happen. And then didn't happen. You know, hmm. so I'm like, I think it's like, you know, God was trying to tell me, you know what, dude, you got too much pride in your heart. You, mm. need, to, you need to back it off. You need to repent. You need to do 
like you said, you need to have a clean heart, you know, before he honors the thing that he's made you for, you know? So, um, and I had to kind of talk to some people and say, no, dude, I'm sorry, I can't do what I said I was gonna do. And that's really humbling, mm. you know? But it's a good thing that those people were very merciful and forgiving and- Totally. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's cool. Brent, can you think of a time for you that was, maybe you fell short in, in your pursuit of wanting to go all in? Ah, uh, there's many. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. I, I think um, the, the times that I feel like I perhaps failed a lot of times was with with people. Um, I think when you get into a place of authority or leadership, you have to have a lot more self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And so understanding how you come across, your tone of voice, a lot of people today are maybe, all, you know, not just saying it's a certain generation, but many, many of us do struggle with authority figures. So I, I have mm -hmm. to, had to recognize quickly that I'm an authority figure in people's lives in a leadership role. And rather than being a leader, I need to be a good father to them. And so mm. a lot of people need to be reparented. So if I use a strong tone of voice, I could see people really backpedaling very quickly. So I felt I had many times uh, that I just was overzealous. I did not communicate well and had to back up with people. And so in those times I found they were the most costly because sometimes mm. people just, it was enough, it was too much. And they may have chosen to move on. Um, so in it, yeah, I have some, not so much regrets, but they were learning things for me. I had to make sure that I could be all things to all people. Mm. Yeah. But what I what I see as a common thread between between all these are like, hey, these are moments where, or I may have missed it, um, but these have developed and cultivated and kind of curated my heart to uh, to take me to where I am now, so that I can either love, um, empower, and, and even release people around me much much better. Um, and that I think that's 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 worth it. And I think it's part of the journey too, because like as as people who have leadership or have authority, man, like we're people too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we we're people working with people. So we're gonna make mistakes, but then we're also gonna have moments of celebration where we just killed it and it was mm -hmm. amazing. <clears throat> and that's part of it. And and it's really beautiful too that we serve um, what Hebrews describes as a high priest who's able to to understand, a high priest who who knows what it's like to be human. Um, who can identify with us in our pain and our suffering or um, in our confusion even. And, and then yet at the same time, we have a high priest who's one. And we know that we know the end of the book. You know, we, we oh, went yeah. as well. Amen. We're in him. We're united with him. Mm -hmm. And that's that's part of our identity. That's part of our inheritance in him. So, man, hey, sometimes we do fail. Um, but praise God that, that we have a king who rules, rules over it all. Um, I'm going to transition us into a super fun section of the podcast. Oh boy, here we go. Um, we're going, <laughs> we're going yeah. to play a new game that we're introducing, and it is called, are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Sure. Salsable. Come on. I'm so excited. Salsable. Salsable. I'm going to remove the mic What's for this. Spanish? <laughs> uh, uh. Nelson? <laughs> El plato de la salsa. Uh -huh. El plato okay. de la salsa. Okay, so let me let me just explain the rules of this game real quick. Um, in this here salsa bowl, it's beautiful. Um, we have a lot of different questions, and just like when you're making salsa, I've never made salsa before, so I'm, I'm making assumptions here. But just like when you're making salsa, you have different types of ingredients. Some of it's spicy, some of it may be sweet, some of it a little bit random. You know, just throw throw something in there. 
Um, in the same way, there's a whole mix of questions. Some of it might be a little bit controversial. Some of it may be very, very deep. Um, probably some similar questions that I asked. And then some of it may be just kind of dumb or stupid or, you know, whatever. It's a whole mix. You never really know what you're going to get. Right. It's kind of like a box of chocolates. So did we yeah. get to choose after you read them out? Yeah. So oh, would yeah. you like to would you like to draw? Can we uh, yeah, if we this. don't like the question, can we pass it to the next person? Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> how about this? You draw the question and then you have to answer for yourself. Oh. Actually, no, how about this? You you draw the question and then you yeah. pick someone to answer the question. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Brent, you do the honors. Like the rules are kinda of rolling here. Man. Yeah. So Brent, take us away. First question. Okay, how do you prevent burnout? Ooh. So I get to choose. You get Who's to gonna choose. answer that question. Yeah. Well, who's <laughs> smiling at me? <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy, man. You just let out the clutch easier. Uh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> <laughs> How do you prevent burnout? Well, you know, you, you got to have a perspective, right? You know, um, and it has to be in, in an order. You know. First is my love for God. You know, God is first. And and then it's my family. Mm. And and then it's my ministry. You mm. know, and we see that with Mary and Martha in the Bible, you know. Mm. You know, Martha was just so, she was doing good things. I mean, she was doing things for Jesus. She was getting the meal ready. But she was so engulfed with it, she wasn't even realizing that Jesus was in her house speaking. She was missing that. Mm. And, and I think that's the thing. You, you gotta hit pause, you know, in, in our lives. We have to hit a pause button. We have to sit back. We gotta get re-energized. We gotta get fed. Uh, and, and we spend gotta, time with the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And, and we gotta spend time with our family. And, and I think if we don't hit that pause, then, you know, we have a father that corrects us and he can hit that pause for us. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, guys, it's, it really is such a privilege and an honor. Um, to be to be here and just listen to your stories, your faith, mm. and to see the, the places that God has has taken you, and to witness where where you guys have failed, but then also, man, like believing God for the impossible to do those yeah. crazy things, um, really such a privilege for me. So thank you guys, all of you, for your time, for your wisdom, for for being willing to pour out, um, and, and for all our listeners on in the wave. It's been such a joy. Uh, I hope you are blessed. I pray that you're encouraged. And I cannot wait to see you guys in the next episode. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, or other streaming platforms. We'll see you in the next one.